Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odours and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to a dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I think it's fantastic that more and more people these days are becoming conscious of the food they eat, but shouldn't we be taking the same care for our pets? The health of our dogs means so much. So no wonder owners are posting their glowing reviews of Badlands dog food and how it has improved the energy and coat of their beloved dogs. But don't take it from me. Go to badlandsfood.com forward slash frightful and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash frightful. Through apps, videos, games, and social media, they keep us connected with loved ones, with work colleagues, and with the world. And we can even use our phones, well, as phones. And yet there are some of us who find the simple phone function to be the least attractive feature on their cell. Because for some people, getting an actual call from a real-life person fills them with a sharp hit of anxiety. Do you ever get a panicky feeling when you hear your ringtone explode in your pocket? knowing that it's not just a notification, it's going to be an actual voice in real time on the other end. Well, if you think phone calls from living people can get stressful, you may want to hang up on this episode right now. I'm Peter Laws, and tonight on Frightful, we're going to dial into some chilling real-life cases where people have received phone calls from the dead. Phantom telephone calls have been received for almost as long as the phone has existed. For example, the first U.S. patent for a telephone was granted in 1876, and by 1880, 49,000 telephones were in use. Yet six years later, in 1886, the Boston Post shared a bizarre story about a phone and a local undertaker. 
He received a call one night, and the central office operator said it was coming from one of the cemeteries. The undertaker took the call, but said that the voice on the other end sounded bizarrely slow and somehow cold. He said the voice was so strange it made him shudder, and it uttered a long, drawn-out, Hello. The frightened undertaker hung up and then rang the operator back and asked if he could be reconnected back to the cemetery. Were you calling me just now? he asked. But his colleague at the cemetery said, No, not at all. We haven't called all night. Confused, the undertaker spoke to the operator again for an explanation, and they said, Certainly the cemetery asked for you. I just made the connection. The next night, the call came again, with the same voice saying, The calls eventually stopped when the distressed undertaker had it replaced, but he said that he lived in, quote, nightly dread of hearing that voice again. On August the 10th, 1897, the Portsmouth Evening News in England shared the experience of an elderly man referred to as Mr. B. He was sitting at home in his office when he heard the telephone ring. This was a Sunday afternoon. Remember that detail. He picked up and must have sensed distress on the other end because he immediately asked, what's the matter? And he was shocked to hear the reply. A voice said, go to your father's house at once. Poor Nellie is dead. He was disturbed by this call and knew he hadn't imagined it because others in the room confirmed that the phone did indeed ring and he answered. So Mr. B boarded a train and went to his father's house. And when he arrived, he learned that, sure enough, his sister Nellie had died rather suddenly, the report said. And when he figured out the timings, he realized that she had died at the precise moment he had received the eerie phone call. Wrestling with shock and grief, Mr. B went back to his office and decided to examine the phone. The wire was disconnected. And after some investigation, he found that this line had been dead since Saturday the day before he received the mysterious call. So ghostly phone calls were being made at the very start of the life of the phone. In fact, it was even rumored that Thomas Edison, the famous American inventor of the light bulb, began working on a telephone that would contact the dead. He was inspired by his parents, who were both spiritualists, though he didn't live to create his device. Who knows, maybe we'll get a call from him one day. And these calls from the dead continue even today. Like a man in 2017 who received a strange call at 1.57 a.m. in the morning. It was a storm-battered night, and when he picked up his phone, nobody spoke on the line. But he did hear odd bleeps and static, and then the phone went dead. Strangely, his wife Vicky did not hear the phone ring at all. Even though she was asleep right next to him, nearest to the phone, this was extremely unusual for her. So the husband sat in bed, confused, and called the number back on caller ID, and it said that the number was not in service. He shrugged and drifted back to sleep with his wife. If this was all there was to this story, it would hardly be a big deal. But it was what happened a few hours later that really makes it remarkable. You see, the same thing happened to his mother. The same night his mother was sleeping in her house about an hour away when she was woken by her phone ringing. This time it was 4am, and once again she was the only one in the house to hear it, despite there being other people staying there that night. 
almost as if these calls were specifically meant for only the mother and only the son. Once again, this was an unknown number, and all the mother could hear on the line was a strange sense of static and bleeping sounds. Remember, neither the mother or the son had any idea at this point that they were having the same experience. Well, hers was about to get scary. You see, after the confusing call, she decided to go back to sleep. But at 5 a.m., something terrifying happened. She was woken by a sense that somebody was in the room with her. And when she looked down at the foot of her bed, she saw a figure. It was a man standing still and watching her. She described this person as being very tall and thin, with dark clothes and dark eyes. She was understandably frightened looking at this staring man. But then he suddenly sprang off and darted across the room, and a second later, he'd vanished. They shared their stories with one another after, and were shocked at the similarities in the phone calls. But both mother and son had a dreadful sense of what this all might mean. You see, six months earlier, his brother, her son, had died in a tragic death. Was the dead son calling the brother and the mother? And was he even coming into her room to visit her, to watch her? Perhaps the most famous person to ever receive a phone call from the dead is the horror author Dean Koontz. His frightening experience happened on September the 20th, 1988. And it was so intense that he chose to not write publicly about it for a decade, but eventually shared it in an essay for the nonfiction book, Beautiful Death. Koontz said... He was working in his office on that September day when he heard his phone ring. He picked it up and a woman's voice was on the other end, but she sounded distant, as if the call was coming from far away, and yet she spoke with a strong sense of urgency. She said three words to him. Please, be careful. Kuntz was understandably confused and asked who it was, but the woman could only repeat the warning three more times, and with every repeat, her voice grew more and more distant. The line eventually went dead and Koontz was left in his office, disturbed by a thought he struggled to shake. You see, the voice was terribly familiar. It genuinely sounded, he said, like his own mother. Only she had been dead for nearly 20 years. He spoke to his wife about the strange call, but in his account he dismissed it as thinking he must be being melodramatic. But still it was confusing, especially when his number was not listed. Was this really just a wrong number? What happened later that week, however, made Kuntz believe that the call might be anything but natural. Two days after this voice on the line, Kuntz was summoned to visit his father, Ray. Ray was staying at a mental health facility, and they asked Kuntz to come in that day to try and calm Ray down, because he was showing some uncharacteristic behavioral issues. In fact, Ray had punched another resident. Kuntz went to the hospital, and he had no idea that his dad had been secretly using his allowance to buy something. It was a fishing knife with a yellow handle. But more worrying, Ray had patiently been sharpening the blade over and over so that it was now as deadly as a razor. So Kuntz arrived at the hospital ready to talk to his dad to help him calm down. But the phone call was playing on his mind. He knew he should be careful with this. He realized why as soon as he walked in. 
You see, Ray, his father, immediately lunged for his son and tried to slash him with the fishing knife. A totally shocked Kuntz was able to wrestle the knife away eventually, and for safety he took the knife and rushed out into the hallway, where the police had gathered, and they suddenly pulled guns on Kuntz, and they shouted at him to drop the weapon. Kuntz said, This was one of the worst moments of my life. My own stupidity almost got me killed. He dropped the knife, and his dad was taken for observation. And later, Kuntz reflected on the mysterious phone call, saying that it really had made him more vigilant that day. Had his mother maybe saved his life, even long after she had lost hers? In his 2018 book, Phone Calls from the Beyond, French researcher Laurent Kasparovich shares 17 creepy cases of the dead calling the living. It includes one particularly disturbing phone call that has stayed with me for some reason. It involves a woman whose son had recently been in a serious car accident. He thankfully survived, but his friend alongside him was tragically killed. Two weeks after the crash took place, the mother heard her phone going off. She picked it up and answered, and was shocked to hear who was on the line. It was her son's dead friend, which was frightening enough. But the mother said that the lad seemed to be in some sort of panic, pleading with the mother to speak to her son, to his friend, the survivor of the crash. And the words he said chilled her, as it has chilled me when I read it. The desperate young man said on the line, Hurry, put him on please. I don't understand what's going on. It's like the world is turning bizarre. The thoughts of a recently killed young man not at peace but panicked, terrified and lost is as heartbreaking as it is frightening. Was he reaching out to talk to the last person he was with at the very moment those bizarre shadows began? It reminds me of a case where the dead caller also seemed disturbed in some way. It was with a man called Paul who had lost his sister to suicide and he was asleep one night with his girlfriend but his phone went off at 3.37am. The girlfriend heard it go off too. He checked and it was a private unknown number. But when he answered, he just heard a muffled sound of static. Figuring it might be a prank call that he was about to hang up when he heard something that stopped him dead. It was his sister's voice, as clear as day, he said. And she simply said his name, Paul. And he insisted that it was a 100% sounding like her. He went into a frozen panic and started saying her name over and over, hoping it could be his sister. And then she said, I'm sorry, I love you. Please help me. He writes that it was this last part that really made him upset and uneasy. The please help me part. So he asked her, where are you? And the reply was not a word, but an incredibly loud screeching sound. And it went on until the line fell dead and a dial tone took its place. As the cases of phantom phone calls have been collated over the years, researchers have found patterns. For example, anniversary days such as Father's or Mother's Day seems to be a common time for the dead to call. Paranormal researcher Rosemary Guiley writes that in a typical anniversary call, the dead may do nothing more than repeat a phrase over and over, such as, Hello? Mom? Is that you? Hello? Mom? Is that you? Hello? Mom? Is that you? Hello? Over and over and over again. 
Those who receive the calls often say that the dead person's voice sounds identical to when they were alive, and they may even use unique phrases known only to the deceased and the recipient of the call, like the French woman who thought her dead mother might have called her when she said she was now with the family dog, who had died years before, and named it specifically. The ringtones normally sound normal, but some witnesses claim the opposite, that the tone makes a somehow flat sound. Perhaps that's why others in the house sometimes do not hear it. And often the phone connection is bad, with static and buzzing on the line. Another common feature is that the dead caller's voice seems to fade as the call goes on. Calls where the voice belongs to someone who is known to be dead tend to be very short, but there are other particularly compelling cases where the conversation lasts much longer, perhaps even up to 30 minutes or more, And this is usually because the recipient is not yet aware that the caller is dead. It's only later that they discover, to their horror, that who they just spoke to at length on the phone could not possibly have called them. And yet they did. Another pattern is that it is often the dead person who initiates the call. The phone rings, someone answers, and the spirit is there on the line. And yet there are rare cases when it is the living person who makes the call and winds up talking to the dead. Like the case of a woman who woke from a disturbing dream. Let's call her Anna. In the dream, Anna saw a terrible sight. Her friend was sliding down into a swimming pool filled with blood. Anna was troubled by this and wondered if the dream meant that something was wrong. So she called her friend. And when the friend answered, Anna breathed a sigh of relief. They both had a lengthy conversation, and the friend explained that she'd been in hospital and was now released but that she would head back to hospital in a few days. Anna asked her friend to keep her updated on the hospital trip to make sure she said, call me back. Yet as the days went by, Anna kept checking her phone and her friend did not call. Starting to remember her dream, perhaps, Anna might have wondered if something really had gone wrong at the hospital on the second visit. And so she called her friend again. And she was horrified to discover that at the time she had had that long conversation on the phone, Anna's friend had been dead for six months. One of the most significant researchers in the area of phantom phone calls was D. Scott Rogo. He was a parapsychologist who first heard of the phenomenon in 1967, when a woman claimed to have received a phone call from her dead son. At the time, Rogo thought this idea a little too silly to pay serious attention to, but he decided to keep an eye out for other cases. Over the next decade, he discovered so many accounts that it led him to publish a book called Phone Calls from the Dead in 1979. It was co-written with another parapsychologist called Raymond Bayless. Sadly, Rogo met a rather sad end. August 14, 1990 was the last time anybody saw him alive. He'd been working on phones that day, ironically, volunteering on an AIDS telephone hotline. When a neighbor noticed that Rogo's sprinklers had been running for two days straight, the concerned neighbor called the police and on August 16th, police went to his home to find that the 40-year-old paranormal researcher was lying in a pool of his own blood. He'd been stabbed to death. Psychic mediums and police pointed a finger at a Hispanic suspect but his conviction was later overturned, meaning that Rogo's killer remains unknown to this day. Paranormal researcher Catherine Ramsland says that since Rogo co-wrote the most famous book on ghostly phone calls, she keeps an eye on her phone. 
because she hopes that perhaps she might get a call from him. Because we want that, don't we? To hear from a loved one, maybe just one more time. The vast majority of these phantom phone call cases are between people who share a close emotional bond. And this desire to reach out to the dead has fueled countless seances, Ouija board sessions, ghost hunts, and spiritualist meetings. This desire for humans to connect with those they have lost. Yet throughout history and right up to the present day, what makes these phantom phone calls frightening is that they often come out of the blue and they tend not to be initiated by the living, but by the dead themselves. It is the spirit that usually seems to make the call, suggesting that the dead may miss us just as much as we miss them and that they long to reach out and talk. Our phones, we use them to connect with one another and perhaps that instinct will never die. So, do you have your phone there with you right now? Probably. Well, pick it up. Go on. Pick it up and look at it. Is it possible that this thing in your hand may ring one of these evenings? Who do you think might want to speak to you? And will you be ready to take that call? Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.